Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Hey everybody, welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream with Barry Miracle. That's my name. And we are on podcast number 16, episode 16. And I just want to wish you guys a very happy new year. I want to bring to you guys a uh, a word for this upcoming year of 2021. I'm actually it's I'm actually going to bring you three words for this year uh, and I'm calling it 2020 as one. So the word for 2021, 2020 as one. So there's three words I want to emphasize for this next season we're coming into and that's family fruitfulness and dominion. Family fruitfulness and dominion. So I'm not going to go over anything uh, else. I don't have time because the the quantity of information I want to bring to you, I'm going to have to break this down in maybe a couple more episodes into the new year, but I want to give you a good overview of what I am sensing by the Lord. He's been sharing things with me for a while on the season that we're in and how to combat everything that's going on and what we need to do and our focus and our attention and hopefully you've been enjoying the, the podcast, you've been, been receiving hope, but I got more hope for you today. Anyway, excited to be with you, and once again, I'm, I'm praying God's greatest blessing over you. Uh, this is January 4th, as you're listening to this today, and we're in this new year of 2020 as one, 2021. Or you can be like Bugs Bunny that said, 21, I win. I'm telling you, you're about to win as we implement some of the some of what God is wanting for us to have in this season of our lives. So the three words again are family, fruitfulness, and dominion. So I'm just going to start off just right at the get-go. Um, family. As I've been asking the Lord for what the better word is in the season that we're in, in the season that we're coming into, in this era... Uh, uh, and even in this year of 5781 and also the year uh, 2021, and he told me, he responded with me, the greater word is family. Family is the best expression of who God is. The original family is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And I believe it's in Isaiah chapter 66, it talks about how he will he will cause his um, he'll be like a, a hen that 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 hovers and comforts his chicks, the chicks. And then um, the Bible speaks of the Holy Spirit as being the comforter that would come. So we have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit uh, as the original depiction of what a, a family looks like. So in in this world, the thing that represents God in heaven is the family. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 20 through 28 says, Then God, that word God there is Elohim, which is the pluralization of God, uh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 
he says, so then God, Elohim, said, let us make man in our image and according to our likeness. Let, him, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image and in, in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Family is the most powerful and prophetic word for this season. Everything that you've been going through, everything that's trying to shut down, everything that's trying to contain, everything that's trying to overreach, everything that's uh, trying to um, get rid of you know, the, 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 the principles that you've lived for, all these things can be met and can be handled by the word family and by the application of what family is. The word family combats without even combating. The application of the word family confronts and debunks every extreme right-wing agenda of hyper-nationalism and confronts and debunks every far left-wing agenda of globalism. All ungodly agendas are brought into submission with the much more excellent word family. Family is neither, it, it, it doesn't flop to one ditch or the other ditch. Family doesn't have to choose it just is. Family brings balance and keeps in check overzealous egos. Family meets the yearning of the hearts of all mankind, and that is to belong. Family creates the atmosphere of belonging. Family is the quintessential word for this season for the people of the earth. Family is irreplaceable, irrevocable, and the foundation for our lives. Ladies and gentlemen, there has been a systematic agenda to disrupt, destroy, and displace the biblical template of the family of God. I'm telling you, there has been such an attack against um, what it is to be a woman of God, what it is to be a man of God, what it is to be a father, what it is to be a mother. And there's been, you know, I remember back in the 80s and, and how that men began to be um, as fathers, you know, there was nothing more stupid than a father, nothing nor, more less appreciated than a father. A father was became nothing and was actually, you know, the, the, the butt end of so many different jokes out there. And the father was under attack. And, and I'll tell you, it's because of what the father is and what the mother is and what the children are and what they can be in this world as a family unit. And I want to tell you, when we get back to the to the foundations and the original intent and how God wanted a family, his 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 uh, depiction of himself is in the family unit. So I mean you if you look into all you know different different ethnicities and you can you can see the the problems are developing when the father is taken out or the mother is taken out and the children don't have that cohesive unit i want to tell you there's so much security so much power so much belonging so much security in the midst of family 
We call forth the family to arise again and the family to begin to take its place and the family be everything that God called it to be. So I want to tell you, the enemy has been trying to disrupt, destroy, and displace the biblical template of family. But I want to tell you, fear not, for God is not only bringing back a resurgence of the kingdom principles of family, but he is also giving fresh revelation of the importance, vitality, and the family becoming a very weapon of mass destruction against the enemy's designs for the planet Earth. I want to tell you, God is God is revitalizing. He's 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 bringing a resurgence and a revelation. Not only is He bringing back the the concept of the original intent of the family. But he's also giving us fresh revelation of what it is to have a family, to be part of the family of God, and how to take care of. Paul the Apostle says, take care of the family of God first, those that are are the beloved of God, those that are in the kingdom. You're supposed to take care of the family. Why? Because the family must be strong so that the family can distribute properly everything that God longs to give to those for whom nothing has been provided. The family must be strong. We must work on the family. We must bring forth, we must pray about the family. We must decree and declare what the family is doing and can do for this world. It's all about family, ladies and gentlemen. And so we will begin to see in this next season, we are going to begin to see people from every nation, culture, creed, and language begin to embrace the biblical family as the highest attainable virtue here on earth. Everything will be about the family. Did you hear that? We will begin to see people from every nation, culture, creed, and language begin to embrace the biblical family as the highest attainable virtue here on earth. Everything will be about family in this next uh, decade and going into and going forward. In the decades to come, this next generation will be some of the most kingdom-minded people to ever be born here on the earth. And God needs a family for for this generation to be born into. Family is the original intent of our creator. Family will determine economics. Can you hear me today? Apostolic entrepreneurs people that are in business, hear the word of the Lord. God wants you to invest in family, family vehicles, family vacations, family entertainment, family movies, family housing, etc., etc. Politicians will be elected because of family values. The seven mountains have to do with family. Family is being highlighted. I'm really sensing that God is reestablishing his original intent, and that's for him to be seen as family. Family will prevail. Family will be the safe place. Family, 
we must begin to decree and declare God's original intent. When you are praying, when you're declaring these things, as you are praying for, uh, you know, all the different things that you're believing for, one of the greatest words you can be calling on is the family of God, the family to be restored into the into the workplace, in, into government, into, into every area and aspect of life. Family is the answer. So he gave me three words that I want to emphasize today. And the three words, once again, are family, fruitfulness, and dominion. So fruitfulness is the next word I want to share. And I'm going to be going back over all of these in later uh, episodes and and try to go into a little more detail about them. But I'm, I'm trying to give you an overview today in this new season on January 4th. As you are listening to this, I want you to receive this word from God through my life to you. And, and that this word fruitfulness, and I want you to turn to, um, Well, we're just going to go back to Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. This second word for this season is fruitfulness. Guys, my grandfather told me years ago and was and told me for years, he said that God is interested in four things. He's interested in fruit, more fruit, much fruit, and that your fruit would remain. I didn't really understand it to the degree and to the level of which I am beginning to understand what it is to be fruitful. Why is it important to be fruitful? He kept drilling this into me. Barry, you need to understand that God is interested in fruit, more fruit, much fruit, and that your fruit would remain. And he would keep telling this. And I'm saying, okay, grandpa, I got, I understand. I need to be fruitful. I I need to, you know, be good at what I do. And I, I need to, you know, find a good wife and have children children and be fruitful in that area and be fruitful in my business and be fruitful in in my ministry and be fruitful in these areas and I'm you know and I got a very um, shallow uh, not that those things are shallow but I, I, I my understanding was not to the depth of what he was trying to bring to me and then so it's been years later that I'm just starting to really understand and hopefully I can really um share with you the depth of what what he was trying to share with me as as I'm walking in a greater level of the revelation on this great word of fruitfulness. Um, I could go through a litany of scriptures on fruitfulness. For example, um, in in John chapter 15, 1 through 5, it talks about uh, the uh, prodigal son. So he says here in in verse 1 of John chapter 15, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes it away. There's another translation that actually says he lifts it up. That takeaway is um, the Greek word uh, ari, aria, or something like that. Sorry, I don't have the pronunciation correct. Um, but it, it means a couple of things. It can mean take away, but it also means to lift up. 
And so he ta- he takes the the fruit from the, the the dirt and he lifts it up and he puts it on to back onto the vine. He takes it out of the problem. He takes it out of of the darkness and he puts it onto whether it's the a, a lattice work or but he takes it up. He lifts it up so it can be. God is in this season. He's taking us out of the dirt. He's taking us out and and we've been all in this season where God is is cleansing us. And he, he's, he's, he's fixing us and he's lifting us up and he's pruning us because he wants us to be more fruitful. So he takes away or he lifts up and every branch that, that bears fruit. So he, he begins to prune. He is, and then he says, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. You are, verse three, you are already clean because of the word which I've spoken to you. Verse four, remain in me and I in you, just as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, but must remain in the vine so that neither can can you unless you remain in me. Verse five, I am the vine and you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So God is interested in fruit. So because he's interested in fruit, he he wants to make sure that he takes the fruit that is lying on the, you know, the branch, the, the vines that have, you know, kind of growing so much that, that they're, that they're even laying on the ground. So he, he the, the good farm, the good vine dresser comes along and he lifts up the, that, that fruit of the vine, the, the grapes, and he puts it back on the lattice or on the wire, whatever, however they, they're, they, they're doing and taking care of their, their grapes. And so that you can be fruitful. Then he begins to trim away some things. And we've been going through that, guys. We I don't know if God's been trimming things in your life and removing things from your life, but he's been removing things. He's been cleansing us. He's been trimming us. He's, you know, even the the the, the wise virgins that begin to trim their, their wick. It's all about being fruitful. He is trimming things away so that we can have more fruit. He prunes so that we may bear more fruit. It, and then he says in verse five, I'm, I am the vine and you are the branches. And the one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit. So he's interested. Once again, fruit, more fruit, much fruit, and that your fruit would remain. So fruitfulness is something that it, it, you say, look, well, this is a kind of a strange, like family. And now fruitfulness, these are strange words that are being used to describe the year that we're coming into. Well, I want, I want to tell you, um, like my grandfather told me, God is absolutely interested in fruit, more fruit and much fruit and that our fruit would remain. And so let me just share another scripture with you. Um, it's in, Luke chapter 15, Jesus shares the story of the prodigal son. Prodigal simply means wasteful. So the opposite of being fruitful is be, means to be wasteful. One of the things that makes this story so interesting in Luke chapter 15, talking about the prodigal son, The thing that makes this story so amazing is the great indictment that Jesus is putting on this son that is wasteful. 
The degree of the wastefulness and the product of not being fruitful was so great that Jesus says that this son ended up selling himself to a farmer that put him to work in a pig pen. Well, a good Jewish boy would never eat bacon, pork chops, pork tenderloin because this is an unclean animal. Let alone would he find himself in a position where he is eating pigs' food and taking care of pigs. And it was, you know, the pigs were fighting him and he was fighting the pig and he was starving because the pigs were eating the food that he was trying to eat, which was their food. And and this is the disparity that God is trying to bring in, in, in this story and, and, and the cavern of disparity that he's trying to create so that we can understand the great love of the Father. But uh, understand this, being called prodigal or wasteful, was a tremendous indictment. And he was just using that so that we, in that story, to show the, the great love of the Father. So he took it so far as to the indictment of being a prodigal. So here we are in, in, um, in this season where fruitfulness must be very much at the forefront of our minds, we must be interested in fruit, more fruit, much fruit, and our fruit would remain. Let me just give you another scripture before I, I get into the meat of where I want to go with fruitfulness. Galatians 5, and 23, but the fruit produced by the Spirit within you is divine love. In all, uh, and then love in all of its varied expressions. So the fruit of the Spirit is divine love. God is interested in you producing fruit, and that fruit is from Holy Spirit, and that is love. Romans 5, 5 says, hope no longer disappoints us, but God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who he has given to us. The, the fruit of the Spirit is love, and that love expresses itself in a joy that it, that is complete and full of glory. Uh, the fruit of love produces a peace that passes all understanding. The fruit of love produces patience that endures. The fruit of love produces kindness that is better than life and that leads men to salvation. The fruit of the, of the Holy Spirit, which is love, is a provides a life of virtue. And the fruit of love produced and produces a faith that will overcome the world and the power of the Holy Spirit. This is why God is interested in you being fruitful. When it, But here's what I'm really wanting to get to when it comes to fruitfulness. In Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27, it says, it shall come to pass in that day that this burden will be taken away from your shoulder and the yoke and his yoke from your neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing oil. That's the King James Version. Isaiah 10, 27 in, uh, in the Passion Translation says, In that day the Lord will remove the burden from your shoulders and break off the yoke of, of bondage from your necks because of the heavy anointing upon you. Isaiah 10, 10 27 uh, 
it says it uh sorry the translation i don't have here or because of the of oil the anointing oil actually sorry it's not a translation here this is a description of this oil is a frequent symbol of the anointing of god although the meaning of the hebrew text of this clause is uncertain some scholars see the imagery of an ox who grew so fat that it shattered the yoke over his neck the assyrians yoke of bondage will be broken off of judah because they grow too fruitful too fat and too heavy and the anointing of god's restored favor god is interested in fruit more fruit much fruit and that your fruit would remain the hebrew word here in in isaiah 10 27 the hebrew word for anointing here is the is the word shaman now i've shared about this a little bit a few episodes ago about the anointing and i went into a lot of depth about it so if you want to get more about this topic of the anointing and what it represents and what it is please go back to those episodes um but i'm just going to give you a little overview of it the hebrew word for anointing is in this scripture is shaman this is where we get the latin word semen the anointing here that destroys the yoke of slavery and removes the burden is the very seed of life the seed that impregnates things the, the very spirit of life in christ jesus the the spirit of life in christ jesus sets you free from the law of sin and death the law of the spirit of life in christ jesus the very seed of life this is what destroys yokes of slavery it's you being fruitful and fruitful in yes it it, it when when he's talking in the bible about you know he he's giving you dominion he, and he's saying go forth and you, and you need to reproduce yourselves and take dominion yes it's about having children um, but it's not just about having children it's about the seed of life in every area of your life it's about being fruitful at your job fruitful and reproducing and producing and and and, and when you begin to be prosperous because that that word shaman uh means uh, the seed of life but it also means prosperity it, it means fatness it means richness that we what we need to do in this season of our lives is we need to outbirth death there's a displacing that is happening when we become so powerful so strong so fruitful in every area of our life that the enemy can no longer cause us to be steered and cause us to to be yoked and and pulling and being a burst beast of burden we we are becoming too strong too fat too rich too prosperous because we're becoming fruitful Isaiah 10, 27 in the AMPC translation says, And it shall be in that day that the burden of the Assyrians shall depart from your shoulders and his yoke from your neck. The yoke shall be destroyed because of fatness. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us to become greater than our circumstances, bigger than. We, we, we are... We've been placed in the midst of chaos to bring forth order. You are a son or a daughter of God that is sown as a seed into darkness. You came 
as an answer from the heart of the Father. You've been propelled through time and space continuum, and you've been planted into this realm on purpose, with a purpose, with more resources than you could use in 10 lifetimes. But we now, we must tap into them, and we must become more fruitful than we ever have been in any other season of our lives. We must tap into all the all the things that God has for us in this realm, and he wants us to be fruitful and grow up bigger than the circumstance that we're in. You were placed in that family to grow up bigger so that you could displace the yoke of slavery. You were placed in that job. You're on assignment. You're not just showing up to work. You've been placed there on purpose. God, God, out of one blood made all the, all the cultures and all the nations of the world and predetermined their boundaries in which they should live. God predetermined your boundaries, but did not put you, did not sow you as a seed of life into that, into that yoke of slavery, into that family, into that job, into that school, into that business, into that government. He didn't sow you without giving you the ability to produce greater than the opposition of the day. You cannot be stopped. A seed cannot be stopped. You see a seed growing out of the side of a mountain. You see the seed growing through the, through the gravel, through the asphalt, through the cement. A seed cannot be stopped. You cannot be stopped. All you have to do is know that is your season to be fruitful and that the seed of life cannot be stopped. Oh my God, I'd like to go on a little further about that, but it, it is time for the family and it's time for the family to be fruitful. And then that leads me uh, to the last word, dominion. God told me, well, let me, let me just read, first of all, let me read uh, uh, our scripture that we started off with in Genesis chapter uh, 1. I, I'm just going to re read the whole thing over again. Uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, 27, and 28. Then God, Elohim, said, Let us make man in, in our image and according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth. Did you hear that? And over every creeping thing and, and, and that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image and in his, the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. God is telling is has told us to go be fruitful and multiply and take dominion. I got a question for you. If if Adam and Eve would have taken dominion, would would Eve ever taken a bite of that forbidden fruit? Question. We may get into that later, not this time, but a later episode. The, the importance of taking dominion, ruling and reigning. He never rescinded the, the, the basic principle of dominion. He never said, no, now you don't. Now this is the New Testament. You don't take dominion. The Bible says that 
heaven has suffered violent and violent and the violent take it by force. There, there, we must. And now, now hear what I'm saying, not what I'm not saying. We're not taking dominion over people, but we're taking dominion over situations and circumstances. And we're taking dominion over principalities and powers of darkness. We're taking dominion over the areas. We, we are calling forth the kingdom of God to come. When the kingdom of God is established, you have righteousness, peace, and joy. When the kingdom of God is being established and we're being fruitful and, and we're taking dominion, we, we have this foundation of faith, hope, and love. So we have these five uh, very important aspects of the kingdom, which is righteousness, peace, joy, uh, grace, and truth. These are the five pillars that are set on the foundation of the kingdom, which is faith, hope, and love. God wants us to create an atmosphere on the earth that has righteousness, peace, joy, grace, and truth as pillars in society, all on the foundation of faith, hope, and love. God wants us to, this is the dominion that we're talking about. We're not talking about suppressing people. No, we, we serve the people. We, as ministers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we serve people. We forgive our enemies. We are, we do good for those that despitefully use us. We are being fruitful though in the midst of us and we're, we're gaining strength and power and determination and, and we're gaining words and we're gaining understanding and all of these things that, are, that we're growing up bigger than. The enemy cannot stop you when you are going forth and taking dominion over your promised land. There is a seed to sow in your garden of life. There is a, there is a promised land to take dominion over. There's a, a, a garden to till. There, there are places that we must take dominion. It is time for the ecclesia, the God, the, 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 the ones that are called out to rule and reign to begin to take their place and take dominion. God is interested in a family coming forth, being fruitful and going forth and taking dominion over our promised lands. You must take dominion over your spheres of influence and your metron of ministry. And I must take dominion over my metron of ministry and over my spheres of influence. And together we will create open heavens all over this planet. Kingdom of God, it's time for you to arise and shine. People of the kingdom, it's time for you to arise and shine. It's time for you to be part of the family of God. Do not let exclusion, do not let doctrine, do not let lies, do not let the enemy, do not let anybody exclude you and be on your own. We all need each other. We don't have it all together, but all together as the family of God, we have the potential to have it it is time for the ecclesia to come forth and be the family of God, be fruitful and take dominion. Just leave you with this one last thing, guys. Um, last, I think it was February, God told me there's going to be four different seasons that we're going to go through in this next while. And he says the ecclesia, and once again, the ecclesia is the church in Matthew chapter 16, when it talks about the Lord building his church. That word church there is ecclesia. Ecclesia means those that are called out, called up, filled up, separated unto God, 
so that they could come back down and rule and reign. There is a governance that is upon the word ecclesia. It's just not a gathering place, even though it's very important that we gather, but it's not just a gathering place. The ecclesia is somebody that is called out to rule and reign. And I want to tell you, I hear the abundance of rain. I hear the abundance of R-E-I-G-N, the abundance of the authority of God coming upon the church, the family of God in the season. So God told me back in February, early March, he says, the church, the ecclesia are, are, are awakening. He says, first, the, the church, I'm awakening the church, and then I'm causing the church to arise, and the, the church has been pulling off the grave clothes off of themselves and off of each other, and, and the church has been being cleaned up and being prepared and being ready, because the, ecclesi- the ecclesia of God, the church of God, is awakening arising. And right now we're in the season of advancing. The the ecclesia of God, we are advancing into our promised lands. We're advancing right now. There's an anointing for extreme advancement in this season. There's an anointing to go forth and take territory, be fruitful, multiply, and take in dominion. So we're advancing. Why? Because God wants us to, the ecclesia, to get to a place where they're abounding. He needs you to get to your place. He needs you to get to your promised land. He needs you to get in to that relationship. He needs you to get to that church. He needs you to get to that job. He needs you to get to that place. But most of all, he needs you to fill your mind, get to that place in your mind where you are filling your thoughts with heavenly realities. He needs you to advance to the place right now. January 4th, you need to be advancing to a place where he can cause you to abound. It's about you abounding and receiving all the resources that have been being sent to this place that he always wanted you to be. So I'm going to sign off for now, guys. Um, I'm going to have to come back over this, go back over this. But I, like I said, Happy New Year. We are in the, in the year 2020 as one. 2021. We're coming into one and we're going to do this by family, fruitfulness, and taking dominion. God never rescinded that. He still wants a family on the earth to be fruitful, to go forth and take dominion. We're not going back to the basics, but we're going, we're going to begin to operate in God's original intent for this world. Amen. Bless you guys. So uh, glad that I had this opportunity to share this with you. Um, uh, and until next time, but but if you get in the chance, uh, we have our newly designed website. It looks pretty sharp. You can get a lot of resources. It's all about sharing hope and and uh, some resources to help you on your journey. So go visit www.barrymiracle.ca. That's B-A-R-R-Y-M-A-R-A-C-L-E.ca. And uh, just enjoy that. You can also pick up my book there that is a a bestseller now. It's been helping a lot of people. Love you guys. um, and, And believing that the family of God is coming forth that we are going to be more fruitful than we ever have before, and we're going to go forth and take dominion. Bless you guys for now. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say, you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. 
in these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.